So discomfort, right? Welcome to the finale. We've been talking about how God wants us to discomfort. Now that might be a strange phrase to you, but to me it's not. I was raised on that phrase. You dis something when you want to get rid of it. And God is literally calling us to get rid of comfort in our lives. We've been looking at the story of Abraham, right? And how God called him from what he knew into what he didn't. He said, hey, Abraham, leave what's comfortable so you can live what's possible. And we've been week after week looking at his story and realizing that God is still doing the same thing today. He's calling us, you and me, to discomfort. Think back with me the things that we've learned about Abraham. We've seen God use waiting. We've seen God use obedience. And we've seen him use suffering in Abraham's life in order to prepare him for the promise. And he still does that for us, right? My guess is that you can relate to um, at least one of those, right? Waiting, obedience, or suffering. Heck, who are we kidding? We can all relate to all of it, can't we? Because he still uses those things in our lives. And so here we are at the end of this series after watching Abraham leave what's comfortable to live what's possible. After watching Abraham wait, after watching Abraham be obedient, after watching Abraham suffer. And can I just be honest with you, church? What we've done for five weeks is watch. We've had the luxury of riding in the back seat and watching another man's life as God prepared him for the promise. And that's not the kind of God that we serve, y'all. We serve a God who lets us see something because he wants us to do something with it. And so here we are today, last week of discomfort. We have literally come to like a proverbial cliff and behind me is an actual cliff because today I want you to see that God is calling us to take a step of faith away from what's comfortable so we can live what's possible. Let's talk about what it means to trust, right? Because here we have to make a decision. Are we going to trust or are we going to stay? Now that's an intentional word choice, right? Because here's what I've learned about God. When God calls us to move away and do something that's uncomfortable, we can't stay where it's comfortable and say that we trust him. He doesn't leave us that option. He literally says, take a step, trust me, and see where I take you. Well, here's the first thing I want you to see this morning. The worst step is the first step. Now, I don't care how long you've lived. I don't care how long we live. The first thing is the hardest. Um, I like to run. I've been running for over a decade. And literally, the hardest thing to do is just to get out the door. The first step is the worst step. The first box when you're packing, the first box when you're unpacking, the first of anything is the hardest one of all. And here's why. Because in our mind, we start to play the what-if game, right? We start thinking, well, what if the worst happens? Or what if God doesn't come through? This is the step when we face our fears. This is the step that's all about our thoughts. And if you're like me, man, your thoughts can go crazy. You can begin to imagine so many terrible things that could happen if you took that step. And this is where the enemy holds us up. He convinces us 
about all the bad what ifs, but here's what I wanna ask you to do today. Would you just consider for a moment a few other what ifs? What if God comes through? What if he does what he said he would do? What if the best step is on the other side of the worst step? So if the, if the worst step is the first step, then the best step is the rest step. Listen, here's what I mean by that. At some point, we've got to make a decision to put our trust 100% in God, right? So if that first step is when we face our fears and it's all about our thoughts, then this is when we faith our fears and it's all about our choices. Think about watching a kid on the side of a pool, right? And he's gonna jump into the arms of his mom or his dad and he stands there forever and forever and forever. What's taking him so long? Well, we already know it's because that, that worst step is the first step, right? It's taking him forever because he's thinking of all the what is like what if my dad drops me? What if, what if I drown? What if all these things happen, right? But at some point, that boy's gotta make a decision, right? He's got to make a choice that I'm gonna trust my father will catch me. You know, John 15 is a, a chapter that talks a whole lot about abiding. And sometimes when we think of abiding, we think of things like a hammock and like it's perfect. And we've got lemonade and sweet tea and we're just kind of laying around. But that abiding is an active thing. It's us literally choosing to rest in God, trusting him that he's got us. And that's what God wants us to come to. When we get to that point, then we're ready for that rest step. When we make our decision, like I'm gonna rest in God, that's what opens the door for the best to come. First John chapter four, verse 18, I bet you've heard this verse. It says, perfect love casts out fear. See, when you rest in the perfect love of the Father, there's no more room for fear. This is when we faith our fears. It's when we make the choice. We choose to believe that our God is able and that he's good and has our good in mind. This cliff behind me, this thing they're setting all these ropes up so that I can go to the bottom of it. Can you imagine if God told me that his will for my life was to go from the top to the bottom without a rope, without a harness, without any kind of equipment. If the only way I could get to the bottom was to hold on to every crevice that I could find and slowly make my way down the face of a cliff. What kind of a good father would do that? See, we can trust him because he's giving us things that build our faith. He is fully trustworthy. Resting in the gear is what allows people to have peace as they go down the side of a cliff. Resting in God is what gives us peace as we're on this journey from what's comfortable to what's possible. Man, our God is fully trustworthy. Can I just leave you with this little tip here? We trust the promiser through the process on the way to the promise. See, I don't really trust the rope. I'm not gonna trust the harness. Do you know what I'm trusting? I'm trusting the people who made the rope. I'm trusting the people who are putting the anchors in place, who are testing the harness. Listen, I love worship, I love the Bible, I love prayer. And those are things that build our faith, but our trust, we have to make a choice that our trust is gonna go in God. It's, it's a trust in who, not in what. We can have confidence in Him because He is 
trustworthy. Here's your big idea. God won't fail us because God can't fail. I mean, there's so much assurance in that, isn't there? As we sit on the edge of discomfort, as we dis what makes us comfortable in our lives, as we start to move from what we know to what we don't, we can start to think of all the what is. But listen, when we rest in who God is, and when we understand it is not in his character to fail, he can't fail. And if he can't fail, then he won't fail us. God can't fail any more than I could become a tree. It's not in my nature. So can I just give you a ton of scriptures just to build your confidence and your faith in our God? Joshua 21:45 says this, not one word of all the good promises that the Lord has made to the house of Israel has failed. All came to pass. Isaiah 55:11. it is the same with my word, says God. I send it out and it always produces fruit. It will accomplish all I want it to, and it will prosper everywhere I send it. 2 Corinthians 1.10, for all the promises of God find their yes in Jesus. Psalm 33.4, for the word of the Lord is right and true. He is faithful in all he does. Luke 1.37, for no word from God will ever fail. And I love this last one, 2 Timothy 2.13, if we are faithless, he is faithful, for he cannot deny himself. It is his character to be faithful. He cannot fail. And when we rest in that, oh man, the best is yet to come. The worst step is the first step, but the best step is the rest step. So last point, y'all. We face our fears and we faith our fears but finally, we fillet our fears. I heard the groans, right? But here's what fillet means in this context. It means to cut something up, to slice it up, to destroy it. So we face our fears, we faith our fears, we rest in God, and then we fillet our fears. Here's how we do that. We do it because this is all about our actions. Now, what I wanted to tell you was that we finish our fears, right? Totally abolish them, but I'm not sure that's 100% possible because 365 times in the Word of God, God said, do not be afraid. It's almost like he knew that it was a daily decision that we'd have to make. When we face the things that make us feel afraid, we have to make a decision, right? Choosing to trust God and then we've got to take action. And this last point is all about taking action. We take courage so that we can take steps. Courage isn't just something that we have. Courage is something that we use. We take courage in order to do something. We can find ourselves sometimes thinking that we don't have faith because we still have fear, but let me just set the record straight. We don't have faith instead of fear. We have faith in spite of fear. Remember what we learned about Abraham? He faced the fact that he was as good as dead and still chose to trust God. We have faith in spite of our fears and we fillet our fear when we look at the worst step and still take it because we know that we can rest in God. And listen, that's my prayer for you, for me, for our entire church family. That's honestly my prayer for our country as we are in this pandemic, is that we would choose to rest in God, face the fear, 
rest in God and take the step anyway. That we would know that I can, we can rest in His promises, that we can know that He will hold us, that He's the author and the finisher of our faith. I pray that you would leave what's comfortable and that you would live what's possible, that you would leave comfort, step into covenant, and become a conduit. Because your best days and the blessings that God wants to pour through you are on the other side of that worst first step. And when you take it, you're gonna step into what God has for you. It all begins with that first crazy, exhilarating step. You gotta face your fears, and then you gotta fillet your fears. And the only way to fillet your fears is to take action. So listen, five weeks of talking about discomfort. Abraham waiting, Abraham being obedient, Abraham suffering, and here we are, right? The finale. And all I want you to know is it's one thing to talk about it, it's something else to do it, and this um, if we're ranking things that I don't like, that I'm afraid of, this is at the top. But some, yeah, how high can I reach? But sometimes you gotta leave what's comfortable to live what's possible. And I want you, as a church, man, I want you to take the step, to trust Him and to take the step. And when you do, just remember that worst step is the first step, but the best step is the rest step. And these, this harness, this rope, this man, I trust them, right? And they can't hold me as tight as God can. And God's got you, he's got me. Take the step, take the step, and trust God to take you to the promise. See ya down there. You need to call down to Bridget and say, boy on, boy on. as loud as you can. Boy on. I don't think she can. Boy on. Okay, so then I'll say, on repel. On repel! All right, he's backing up. Am I? Yes. So, oh, dear Jesus. Jesus. Let this slide through. Let this slide through. I am so close. All right, right there. Now stop. How do I stop? Right there. You're good. I'm not. Right there. <gasps> Pull out your fears. What do I do now? Now you just go. <laughs> Lay your fears. Deuteronomy 31.6 says, Be strong and of good courage. Do not fear nor be afraid of them. For the Lord your God, He is the one who goes with you. He will not leave you nor forsake you. We're going to start out by singing this song. The first few words of this song says, Slow down together in this song. I want you to take time and let his words speak truth and love to you and bring you the courage that you need to walk closer next to him.
Lord, thank you for the opportunity to gather in your name uh, wherever we are, uh, because wherever we are, there you are. You're not contained in a building, you're not contained in a, uh, a house, uh, but you are with us. And I thank you for that, Lord. That's where we can draw strength and courage from, uh, that we're not alone. No matter what we're going through, Lord, you are with us. Uh, Jesus, you said that we would, in this life, face many difficulties, many sorrows, that's not popular, but Lord, it's what you said. But what you said after is what I pray that our brothers and sisters, my brothers and sisters, would take hold of. That you have overcome. 
you are with us. We need not to fear, God, because you're working all things out for our good. And I thank you for that, Lord. I thank you that you are good and that you are faithful. It is in your name, Jesus, that we pray. Amen. All right, guys, thank you so much for joining with us this morning. Reminder, tonight at 7.30, Pentecost in the parking lot, we actually get to get together for the first time in a long time. And for the first time in a long time, it's not going to be raining. So we'll see you here tonight at 7.30. We love you guys.